So when you think of Thanksgiving, what do you think of? Just being together with my big family in Ohio, watching football games, eating good food, laughing, feeling sick afterwards because I ate too much. Those are the best. I wasn't a big fan of my mom's cooking. <laughs> so, so Thanksgiving was not as great as it has been at other people's houses. Does that mean? My very first Thanksgiving in Tennessee, I had 14 casseroles that I sampled between two different Thanksgiving meals. That stands out as a really fun Thanksgiving memory because it was very representative of my move to the South and of all of the new family that I was now a part of. Oh, Thanksgiving has always been kind of a lonely time for me. Our family was always spread apart and you know, our relatives are over the pond, so we never got to go to grandma's or relatives, you know, we were always lonely. Tell me what you're most thankful for. My snake. My family. Welcome to In Context, where our goal is to help you understand God's Word in the context it was written and how it applies in the context of your life. I am captivated by Abraham Lincoln's Thanksgiving proclamation. It's a delight to let you hear a real voice. (laughs) My friend Jason Germain read a portion of Abraham Lincoln's Thanksgiving proclamation, October 3rd, 1863. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged, as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I commend you to read the full text of Lincoln's proclamation. You know, for many of us, Thanksgiving is a time of family and friends and food and football and taking a nap. But as people of the book and people of Christ, we should be the most thankful people on the planet, not merely for our country or our liberty, but for what he has done for us. Now, what you're going to hear on the broadcast today are a number of people sharing what they are thankful for. When you think of Christ, what's the one thing you're most thankful for? Forgiveness. To know that no matter what, he's forgiven me. That he loves me even in my messy, 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 messiness. For him dying on the cross. Um, the way God in his kindness allows us to uh, struggle together, um, which draws us closer to each other. Oh gosh, grace. Abundant grace that I so don't deserve. Reminded of that every single day. I thank God for the sunshine. My wife, mm-hmm. who is with the Lord. There's been a lot of blessings along the way. You know, after the, the shock and the loss, God has brought a lot of blessings. We've experienced His mercy and grace. So whether it's food, something funny, or something profound, does that help you choose to remember what you need to be thankful for, what you are thankful for, and take the time to express that back to Him? Lord, I'm thankful for these things.
I want to give you two primary words the Bible uses that talk about thankfulness, thanksgiving, and what it truly means from a biblical perspective. Now, in the Old Testament, we have one word, yada, found about 81 times, depending on your version of the English translation. Uh, This word means thanksgiving, to give thanks, to be thankful. Let me give you a sample of a few of the ways that word is used. In 2 Samuel 22.50, we read, Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the nations, and I will sing praises to your name. 1 Chronicles 16.4, He appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord, even to celebrate and thank and praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Of course, it's no surprise we find the word many times in the Psalms. Psalm 7.17 I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 136, the first three verses, uses a refrain of sorts. Think about singing a song where we know the refrain coming along after each verse. And listen to how the psalmist crafted this song. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of gods. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords, for his loving kindness is everlasting. So the psalmist is calling on us to be a thankful people. Well, in the New Testament, we have a different word, and one that's found a lot of times. It's from the stem eucharisteo, eucharisteo, which means to express our thankfulness for God's blessing, to give thanks. Now, you, like me, may have grown up in a church where we refer to the Lord's Supper or the communion with the word Eucharist. In fact, you might have heard it called the Holy Eucharist, and they meant this wafer-like piece of bread. But the word is not a noun, it's a verb. Not to get too technical, it's a fascinating word study. But you know the prefix eu, eu, meaning good, like a euphonium, a euphemism, a good phrase, a good sound, a good tone. So you take the E-U and you put it on the word charis, grace, eucharisteo. So the idea is we're giving thanks, good words, back to God. So listen to how it's used in the New Testament. This is, again, the Greek word, primary Greek word, we find in our New Testament Bible that speaks of being thankful. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 1.4, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of which was given you in Christ Jesus. And in fact, if you read Paul's letters, you'll find that phrase often where he's thanking God for the people he's writing. 1 Corinthians 11.24 is a corrective passage on how people are misusing, approaching the Lord's Supper with the wrong attitude. And he goes back to Jesus' words, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God our Father. Matthew 15.36, and he took seven loaves and the fish, remember the story, and giving thanks, he broke them and started giving them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. That's the multiplication of the loaves and fish. And, of course, he broke them, giving thanks, thanks to God. Matthew 26, 27, and when he had taken a cup and given thanks, 
he said to them, drink from it, all of you. Think about the night of his betrayal. Think about the night when he knows in a few hours he'll be crucified, that with his 11 closest friends, he gives thanks. He breaks the bread, he shares the cup, and he thanks God. So these two last usages were Jesus and Paul referring back to Christ's words. Think about that. In the night he's betrayed, he gives thanks. He's giving thanks to God the Father, holding this piece of flat unleavened bread that he's going to break and distribute to his 11 closest friends, and then he's going to die. His body emblematic of that broken bread, broken on the cross for you and me. Think about the God-man thanking his Father that he himself will be the sacrifice that will make the way for you or me. That, to me, is the most profound thanksgiving given in the Bible. Sure, I'm thankful for our country. I love our country. I love the freedoms we still enjoy. But we, the people of Jesus, should be the most thankful people on the planet, not merely for freedoms, not merely for the blessings that we call our prosperity of a nation, but for the fact that he loved, he died in your place and mine, he gave thanks, and he enjoins us to remember him and in the same fashion to give thanks for all he has done. Michael Easley in Context is fully funded by our listeners. If you are a regular listener, would you consider giving a one-time or perhaps monthly donation to support our ministry? You can give at michaelincontext.com. In Context is edited, mixed, and mastered by Tim Hull, produced by Hannah Seymour, and music composed by Chad Cates and Tycho. 